I'm your host, Alex Parkview, and I'd like to welcome you to the pilot episode of A Twist of Faith. The name pretty much says it all, but only if you know what it all is. This podcast is going to be taking a look at a bunch of different religions over the course of its lifespan, however long that may be. I'm going to keep putting in the work to make the episodes, as long as you're interested in listening to me talk about this stuff. So I'm going to be covering things from Christianity, to the Satanic Bible, to the Wiccan Bible, to Buddhism, to Catholicism, to Shintoism, any religion, anything you can think of. I have a dedicated email address set up for this podcast, and that is twistoffaithpodcast at gmail.com. That's twistoffaith, all one word, at gmail.com. You can send me suggestions for future episodes there. Try to correspond with me there. I will echo and respond as often as I'm able if you're interested and would like to have conversations. Now, I bet you're wondering why this podcast is one that you should listen to. Well, if you have any interest in anything religious, spiritual, or otherwise, or you just have a hard time understanding and you want somebody to put it in lay terms for you and not treat you like you're fucking incompetent, I'm your guy. Because I was brought up to study everything, to question everything, and that's just what I'm going to do. The whole reason I even had the balls to start this podcast is because I was helping a very dear friend of mine, Ellie. She knows who she is. She knows I love her. This is all because of her. I'm dedicating this whole first episode to her once I get into the meat of it. She told me after I helped uh, explain a few things to her, she said, you know, shit, you should really just start a podcast. I laughed and said, you know, maybe I'll guest on one one day, but I don't think I'm cut out to actually have my own podcast. Well, I looked into it more and more, and I decided, why the fuck not? So, after talking to a few people, getting some equipment, and figuring it all out, here I am with my first episode of A Twist of Faith. Today's topic that we will be covering is going to be, from the Christian Bible perspective, of why tattoos don't matter and why you can still get into heaven if that's your belief system. Fuck all the religious Karens that tell you otherwise. Tattoos are not evil. Shocking, I know. More to come on that after this break. Now, it just so happens that most people in the world are familiar enough with the Christian Bible that they're familiar with many of the diatribes launched into by all of the religious Karens, the religious elite. The people who, despite the teachings of their very Bible, would like to judge and condemn you for your actions because they feel like it doesn't mesh with their teachings. Well, I'm here to tell you, a lot of those teachings come from the Old Testament, which is before Jesus, the Son of God, gave his life to make up for the sin and atone for the sin of all of mankind. For example, hot topic, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. So what does that mean? Basically, it says no scarification, no tattooing, no modifying of the body at all. Well, shit, right? What are we supposed to do if we want to get a tattoo? The Bible just told us we can't do it. No, the Bible didn't tell us that we can't do it. The Bible is telling us that in the old times, under the old law, when we were subject to an angry and jealous God, we couldn't do those things. We were to just look to the God for everything. And 
the religious Karens love to throw this out there, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse uh, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That just means that the Bible is a good place to base a set of morals out of. Like the Ten Commandments, for example. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. You get the idea. It's, it's a good, like, building blocks, but it's not anything in the Old Testament that really, really pertains to us anymore. Because in the New Testament, we are taught in Romans 7, 6, but now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Meaning that when Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins, he did away with the old law, the Old Testament. The first half of that book and all of those laws and letters about dietary restrictions, tattoos, everything that was just so evil, eating pork, anything you can think of from the old that we're just not supposed to do because it's going to condemn us to hell, all of that is done away with when Jesus dies on the cross for us. It tells us in 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So even if tattooing falls into the category of sin and it's just skipped over in the New Testament, if you feel that badly about it after you get one years later, you're like, well, shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that because now I can't get into heaven. Repent. Tell Jesus you're sorry you did it. And by biblical definition, you are forgiven of that sin for your repentance after your acceptance of Christ as your Savior. According to the Bible, there is only one, one unforgivable sin. And that is in Matthew chapter 12, verse 31. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. So the only sin you can commit in your earthly lifetime, once you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, according to the Christian Bible, is to blaspheme the existence of the Holy Spirit, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which if you are a saved individual, by the very definition of that, you cannot do it because to be saved, you accept the Holy Spirit into yourself. So a truly saved individual cannot sin and not be forgiven for it because the only sin that is unforgivable is to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. It really is this simple. I know a lot of churches don't want you to think it's this simple, but it really is this simple. And you don't just have to apply this to tattoos. Like I said, the whole first half of that book, anything like, I know homosexuality is a big one that a lot of people love to throw out there as the big unforgivable sin. Guess what? Leviticus, Old Testament, Old Law. In Matthew 22, 37 to 40, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So again, there is nothing that a Christian can do according to their very own faith that will make them fall out of the sight of redemption in Jesus Christ's eyes or in the Lord God's eyes. Because there is no intermediary between the Lord God and man but Jesus Christ. So the only person you need to talk to if you ever feel like you're falling short in life, which we all do, let's face it, but according to Christian doctrine, the only thing you need to do is ask Jesus Christ to 
approaches Heavenly Father on your behalf. If you can't find the words, there's verses that support just asking the Holy Spirit, and Jesus can understand the Spirit within you. This is all according to the Christian faith, the Christian Bible. There is nothing in the New Testament that says you must follow the letter of the law of the Old Testament. As much as all these religious folks like to judge you for everything that you're doing that is different from what they grew up doing, according to the Bible they read, the God they serve, and their Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for all the sins, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have life everlasting. There is nothing that the blood of the crucifixion of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and him dying and raising from the dead three days later does not encompass except for blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That comes straight from the New Testament. That comes straight from Jesus. comes straight from his teachings. I know there's a lot of people that are going to be pissed off to hear this, but one of my favorite memes comes to mind. There's these old lady on one side, a heavily tattooed biker in the middle and some rich douchey looking guy on the other side. <clears throat> and the rich douchey guy's like, oh, this guy's a chump. He's not like me. The old lady's like, oh, he's so appalling. He doesn't give as much money as I do. And then you got this heavily tattooed biker just holding his Bible and he's looking up and he says, Lord Jesus, my heart is yours. Use me as you please. Out of those three people, who do you think Jesus fucking likes the best? My guess would be that he's a fan of the biker who has dedicated himself to the service of Christ. My guess is he doesn't care that that guy has tattoos. One line I'm notorious for using has always been, my body may be a temple, but if you look inside most temples, they're decorated. I'm going to keep getting tattoos. I'm going to keep getting piercings. It doesn't make me a bad person. It's about time society caught up to that and quit using religion as a fucking shield to disparage those of us that choose to modify our temples. It's the same society that tells you that, oh, the Bible isn't everything is then turning around and using the Bible to discriminate against people just because of their tattoos, their piercings, their appearances that are different from everybody else. But again, I'm getting a little bit off topic here. The main point of this is you can be a Christian, you can be tattooed, and you can go to heaven. Because Jesus died for our sins. So if we confess our sins, he will forgive us our sins. There is only one unforgivable sin, and that is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. The two new great commandments given by Jesus himself after his resurrection... We're to love the Lord God with all thy heart, body, mind, and soul, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. Nowhere in there did he mention, hey, you also got to follow what's in Leviticus. You also can't eat pork. You can't do none of the stuff that's in the Old Testament because it's still bad, okay? He just said you got to live your life in such a way that you honor God and that you love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say, hey, do me a favor and judge the shit out of people. He didn't say only love the ones you like. He said you're supposed to love everybody. So, a little bit of advice, get the fuck over yourselves, all you judgy religious fanatic freaks that use the Christian Bible to fucking push a vendetta and against people and just grow up. Realize that the religion you follow, the God you worship, the Savior you claim to know is ashamed of you for your treatment of your fellow man. 
Maybe try a little kindness, a little understanding. I mean, heaven forbid, pun fully intended. Maybe you even compliment your neighbor on your art, on their artwork and start up a conversation. There is nothing biblical that says you can't be tattooed because of the sacrifice of Jesus for mankind. Once he died on the cross, that was the be-all, the end-all. There is no more, oh my God, I did this and I'm going to go to hell. No. no. There's nothing you can do that cannot be forgiven except for blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And that's from the Christian Bible, from the Christian teachings, backed up with Christian chapters and verses from the Gospel of Christ. So, again, just get over the whole paranoia of, oh my God, I'm such a shitty Christian because I have tattoos. Hell, one of my tattoos is of Jesus Christ and it says eternal life above and below it. I have many that probably don't fall into a biblical or a Christ-worshipping genre, but the Bible also tells us all good things come from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if that's true, what's to say that the protective symbols I have that I've gotten from other religions were not given by Jesus Christ and are not approved of by him? I'm not worshiping these things as false idols. I'm not doing anything I'm not supposed to with them. But like an oni mask, for example, is a Japanese form of protection against evil spirits and evil thoughts. What is to say that Jesus didn't give the idea of Oni masks to the Japanese, and the Oni masks are a symbol of protection, so therefore I can thank Christ for giving me this protective symbol that I have tattooed onto my flesh. Some of you call it a stretch, but I call it biblical interpretation. Again, all good things come from the Lord Christ Jesus. All good things. Those three words cover pretty much everything. All good things. So the fact that I have a rune on my body that states fearlessness or healing and health, rejuvenation, what's to say that Christ didn't put those runes into somebody's mindset for them to put down, for me to tattoo so that I could feel the energy of those runes? All good things come from Christ. As long as you are not using them for evil intent, as long as you are doing things the way you are supposed to be doing things, in light of those two new commandments, there is literally nothing you can do short of blaspheming the Holy Spirit that Christ is going to strike you down for. I just can't understand why people give so much control to people they don't even know like the religious Karens, the religious scholars, all the ones that are telling you that what you're doing is bad, when biblically it is stated that it's not bad, and if it is, you can atone for it, ask forgiveness for it, and be forgiven. And I'm sure some of you are going to sit there and say that I'm spinning verses trying to fit an agenda. Isn't that what the church does every single day? To try to condemn people into fear of hell? So that they will behave in a way that the church wants them to. So they will donate money because the church can't run without money. If anybody should be accused of spinning religious text, it should be the churches that you go to worship at. Because they couldn't run the way they run if they couldn't control you. Stop and think about that for a minute. Now, I realize that in this episode I covered mostly Christian Bible, its teachings, 
and how to use them to shut up the religious Karens in your life. But like I mentioned in the intro to the podcast, I'm going to be covering everything from any fathomable religion. I'm going to be doing a series on the Satanic Bible, and I'm going to break that down for you. Like, chapter by chapter is what I'm thinking of doing. But at the same time, as I also mentioned, I have set up this email specifically for my podcast. And it's Twist of Faith Podcast, all one word, Twist of Faith Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to me if there's something you're struggling with that's religious. And I don't care what the religion is. If I don't know, I'll look it up. I have people who study certain religions as much as I study them all. So I'm more than happy to reach out to my people on your behalf to try to help you find answers, to try to help you find a better understanding. My religious beliefs are not really a thing when it comes to this podcast. Like, I'm not pushing a religion on you. I am merely trying to help people of certain faiths, different faiths, varying faiths, figure out what they need to figure out about their own faith. I'm going to break it down Barney style. Love that expression. Break it down Barney style. If there's anything, like the Satanic Bible, when I'm done doing my series on that, it will read like a kindergarten book so that anybody can understand what Anton LaVey is talking about in his printings of the Satanic Bible. I'm going to be covering any religion you want to know about, any religion you can think about. It's obviously going to be broken down into episodes. I'm thinking I'm going to be aiming for like a half hour to 45 minute time frame because I know my attention span when I'm listening to stuff, meh. So I don't want to bore you to tears by keeping you here for like an hour at a time and expect you to just hang with me. It's not my style. I'm going to keep it to where I would actually want to listen to it if I were on the other end of the podcast. But again, it's not just Christianity. I just decided to do that as my first episode because I get so sick of all the judgment for tattoos. I really do. And it's always from the Bible-thumping Christians that just don't know any better. They think they do because their preachers have told them. But again, the preachers tell them what they need to tell them to be able to control their flock. It's that simple. Basically what it boils down to, this whole message of this first podcast, don't be a shitty human. I realize for some of you that's going to be like a mind fuck, but the entirety of the Christian Bible can be broken down to don't be a shitty human. Don't be a shitty human. Five words. Five words. The entirety of the Christian Bible after Jesus and the resurrection. Don't be a shitty human. He tells us to love people, all people. Tells us <clears throat> to treat them like we'd want to be treated, that good old golden rule that you always hear about. Tells us not to judge people. It's not our place. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I don't know the whole verse top of my head. I'm not going to look it up, but we all know judgment is mine, saith the Lord. So we're not supposed to judge. We're supposed to love everybody. And all of that breaks down into those five words. Don't be a shitty human. Just try to peacefully coexist with people and you'd be amazed. Again, though, that's the Christian take. There will be other religions covered. And again, my own religious beliefs will have no bearing on this because my religious beliefs would blow some of y'all's minds just because I don't claim any one thing necessarily. <clears throat> but it just... Don't be a shitty human, Christianity says. 
We'll see what the Satanic Bible says, because I'm going to do that one next, just because everybody talks about Christianity, and I want to do something different. So my first deep dive on religion is going to be on the Satanic Bible. <laughs> and I'll be doing uh, one episode of this a week, and in each episode I'm going to try to cover probably a chapter's worth of the text of the Satanic Bible. I've already read through it a couple times. I'm reading through it again for a refresher. I have all the Bibles. I read them all because I study them all, because I was raised and taught to question them all. I am not here to judge you. I am not here to tell you what to believe. I am here to just break it down Barney style. Thank you for that one, United States military. I love that saying, break it down Barney style. I'm going to break it down Barney style for you. Whatever your question is, I'm going to make it so a kindergartner would be satisfied with the answer by the time I'm done. And for the Christians that like to judge people for tattoos... My kindergarten-level, Barney-style-level message for you is don't be a shitty human. Try just peacefully coexisting with people, even the ones you don't like. Because Christ didn't say, love the neighbors that you like as yourself. He said, love thy neighbor as thyself. That means all of them. Not just the cool ones, not just the ones you like, not just the pretty ones, not just the skinny ones, not just the ones that agree with you, not just the ones with no tattoos, not just the straights, not the blacks, the whites, the reds. You get the point. Fucking love everybody as yourself. I mean, I hate people. It's one of my main things, one of my main sayings, mottos in life. And I don't say it in a funny way. I hate people. I love individuals because individuals are capable of great thought, interaction, care, affection. People as a whole suck. <clears throat> so just... Love thy neighbor, all of them, as thyself. Don't be a shitty human. Hate all the people you want. People love all the individuals, because the individuals are the neighbors. The people, they're the sheep. The sheep in the sense of the religious that are just blinded and following the church because they were taught to, because they don't know any better, because they did not have an upbringing that taught them to question things. I pity people who can't think for themselves. I pity people who don't question things. I don't expect you all to agree with everything I'm saying, but I'm at least coming to you from a point of realcy, realness, not a point of the church made me say this, so this is what I'm going to say, and if you ask me something I don't like, I'm going to tell you you're going to hell. No. I'm coming to you as real as I can. My own interpretations based on years of reading this stuff, years of studying this stuff, I am coming to y'all 1,000% me. You don't have to agree with me. Hell, you don't even have to respect or like me. But I guarantee you, that if you stop and actually listen, go back and re-listen to what I'm talking about, you might take issue with my cussing because I'm talking about religion. I get it. But I guarantee there's something in there where you're like, damn, he did his research. Can't really knock that. Ooh, hey, that's a good point. Might not be all of it that you agree with, but I guarantee, because I know this stuff like the back of my fucking hand, because I've read it so much, because I've studied it for so long, I'm 39 years old, and I realize in today's world that's not that old. But I have studied this stuff since I was, shit, six years old, I want to say, probably. So for 33 years worth of religious individual study, not indoctrination by a religious organization, individual religious studies. And you know what I have? 
I don't have a religion I follow. I know I've told you my religious stuff is not whatever, but I will say, men die for their beliefs. I'm still a line from Kevin Smith here, paraphrasing, because I don't remember what it was in Dogma. Men die for beliefs. We're supposed to have ideas. At this point in my life, with all the studying I've done, I like to think I have a pretty good idea. And regardless of your religion, I can guarantee there's going to be a common theme. I might even prove myself wrong here, so mark it. Hit me up in the email. Again, twistoffaithpodcast at gmail.com. But I guarantee that we're going to find a common theme amongst any religion you have me look at that just says, don't be a shitty human. Guarantee that's going to be somewhere in all these religions. Some of them may be more in-depth. Some of the teachings that I'm not uber familiar with, I will familiarize myself with. Again, I do individual religious study. I do not do organizational religious brainwashing. So anything I'm telling you, at least you know I'm coming to you from a place of reality and authenticity. And what I tell you is what I have actually worked out for myself. You are not obligated to agree with me. But if by listening to me I cause you to think one new thought regarding whatever the topic is, then I feel like I've done my job. I think on that note, I'm going to go ahead and just end today's episode. I'll have a little bit of a conclusion after this, just flashing over some contact information and such, but I'm going to just end it on that. I come from the authentic place. I do not come from the place of religious brainwashing and fear-mongering and all that shit. I just want to make you think a new thought. And if that new thought leads you to a new idea, all the better. All right, on that note, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to my first episode of A Twist of Faith. I am your host, Alex Parkview, and I hope that, if nothing else, it was informative. I mean, at the very least, I hope it was informative. I guess at the most, I'd hope you enjoyed it, maybe learned something from it, formulated a new idea from it. If ever you want to reach out to me again, I have the email set up. It's twistoffaithpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. That, again, is twistoffaithpodcast at gmail.com. If ever you feel so inclined as to offer me financial support to buy new Bibles, new copies of religious texts, so that I can continue to bring you this information, I have a donate button enabled on some of these formats where they allow them, because I'm pushing this podcast out to all various sources, so that everybody, or as many people, if not everybody, as many people as are able can listen to it. I'm using the thing that pushes out to a bunch of different um hosting sites, I guess they're called. This is my first podcast, and honestly, I just hope y'all continue to listen and maybe form those new thoughts and new ideas, maybe garner just a little bit better understanding of something you didn't know. Like, if you're a Christian, maybe tune into the studies of the Satanic Bible. Maybe you'll see something there and you'll realize that it's not this crazy asshole devil worship. You never know. It'll all be covered, and it'll all be broken down the simplest of Barney styles. So again, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to me. Feel free to reach out to me. I'll do my best to respond to those of you that do. And again, this has been A Twist of Faith with Alex Parkview.